0: I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the
1: Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's episode 223, and today we're talking about health and safety in Asia, and also celebrating the launch of our newest book.
0: Yes, it's the launch of the newest ebook, which is Travel Safety by Craig Boudoir with Craig Martin. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. I think most people knew that, darling. Okay. And uh, it's it's amazing. It's great. It's awesome. And we're so proud of it. And I think you will like it a lot and find it quite useful. Yeah, so you should buy it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. In fact, we're also running a competition to win a copy right now this week. If you're uh, on time and up to date with your podcast listening, <laughs> you can head along to the homepage, IndieTravelPodcast.com, and you'll see a featured story and also some ads to go and win a copy. If you are late, well, it's going to be 10 bucks just for you so uh you can find that at indietravelpodcast.com slash books
0: yeah you should definitely go and do that thinking of health and safety well travel insurance is essential if you're traveling if you're looking at getting some travel insurance you should check out indietravelpodcast.com slash insurance we've got all sorts of things there there's podcasts some things to look out for and some quick quote options from our partners we use them to get our travel insurance and we pick up a commission if you book through us so please visit indietravelpodcast.com slash insurance that'd be great
1: Sure would, and we're kicking off this podcast on health and safety in Southeast Asia by looking at health, and then in the second part of the podcast, we will look at safety. So if you're listening to the enhanced version of the show, you'll be able to uh, skip backwards and forwards depending on what interests you. Yeah. Well, first up, uh, before you leave home, go and see a doctor. Always see a travel doctor before you head away. They've got uh, information that's up-to-date, normally, if you go and see a competent (laughs) one, um, that's up-to-date about the areas that you're in. So, you know, as time goes on the diseases that are prevalent in an area are changing all the time yeah that's right because
0: people are moving around taking their diseases with them right (laughs) yeah (laughs) and there's new
1: stuff that pops up all of the time it's quite interesting watching the reports on the world health organization website yeah Uh, well interesting if you're a geek (laughs) Um, but seeing all of these new and undiscovered diseases that are popping up all the time so a good travel doctor will be able to help you out
0: definitely so um, make sure that you've got the right vaccinations and that you understand the symptoms of the diseases that are current in the destinations you're going to.
1: Yeah, and they'll also be able to tell you if the prescription medicine that you normally take is mm-hmm. actually legal in the country that you're going to.
0: Yeah, although you should also do that research yourself online. Like, I never knew, but you know, there's a, um, a painkiller here in New Zealand. It's called, like, Nurofen Plus or something like that, and it's got codeine in it. Completely illegal in Greece. No codeine is allowed in Greece. You can't take it over the border. And it's the kind of thing that you just wouldn't even think of. So ask those kind of questions. Are there any normal medicines that you use day to day that are, you know, quite highly illegal in the countries you're visiting?
1: Uh, Once you're in the country, keep bug-free. This is a a big one. Avoid as many insects as you can. Um, Especially mosquitoes. Yeah, I was thinking about Southeast Asia and thinking about all of the wonderful kind of wetlands they've got, um, all of the forests, all of the jungle. And then I thought about all of the ants and all of the bugs and all of the mosquitoes and all of the flies that come with that stuff. Um, You don't want them biting you.
0: Malaria is a good thing to talk about as well with your travel doctor because it's not in all the areas that you're going to. And I read somewhere that a a malaria vaccination has recently been developed, but I don't think it's very common yet. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm not sure. Don't trust me on that one. But I just remember reading it somewhere. Yeah. And so at the moment you have to take pills to protect you against malaria. And unfortunately, they're not super good for your body, though they do protect you against malaria. So it's better just to take them when you're in the area where there is malaria so don't take them for your halter if you're going away for a year. You only need to take them for a short amount of time. So you should talk to the doctor very carefully. Try to make sure that you have a good um, itinerary or at least a rough itinerary with you so that you can work out how many pills you need to buy. But when you're actually in the area, well, obviously the standard rules apply. Wear long trousers and long sleeve shirts if you can at all. So make sure to pack the cotton and um, have insect repellent with you.
1: Yeah, that's right. Good insect repellent and uh, mosquito nets at wherever you're staying. Yeah. So when you're asleep at night, you're uh, not being bitten to death.
0: That's right. Make sure, I mean, we were staying in a place in, where was it, Vietnam? And we just did a quick check of the mosquito net to make sure there weren't any holes, and there were a couple of holes, and we could just patch them up with. Um, I think we used electrical tape. Which yeah, is what we had with us. Having
1: <laughs> a small roll of electrical tape is so handy. Yeah, it was a you lot easier. You can use then. it for uh, for all sorts of things, and it's it's quite light, but it's.
0: Well, we used to have that know. big tape of mid- that big. Um, roll of medical tape. Yeah. And it was so heavy we never used it. And then eventually when we did use it, which was to tape up someone's shoe after it came apart on the community of Santiago. <laughs> That's right. It was so sticky and so bad. But electrical tape does the same job and is easy to cut and is also quite useful for other things as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a good go to tape for all purpose use. Uh, If you're going to be in Asia in the second half of the year, then you might be running into monsoon season. That's normally kind of July through to September. But because of changing weather patterns at the moment, um, that's all shifting all over the place. So um, be aware of when the monsoon season is in the countries that you're going to. And um, tying in with bugs... Be extra careful about mosquitoes and things like that mm-hmm. during and after the monsoon seasons because the uh, the stagnant water that ends up lying around the place is a perfect breeding ground. And with the heat, it just goes a bit crazy in terms of,
0: of mosquitoes. Yeah. And of course, make sure that you carry a raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thinking about food. Well, as always, be aware of what you're eating Make sure that your food is well cooked. Don't eat dodgy, dodgy chicken. <laughs> and um, don't drink drinks that have got ice in them if the ice hasn't been prepared in a you know, safe environment. Actually, these yeah, days... Yeah, so you thinking about
1: hepatitis there yeah. being carried on water.
0: Mm-hmm. Actually, these days, a lot of the ice that you'll get, even in like roadside stalls, has been bought from a, a distributor and it's been prepared with filtered water. So it's actually quite safe. It's just if they're making the ice from tap water that you've got a bit of a problem.
1: Yeah, um, and that's something that's easy to figure out. I reckon overall, health and safety in general in Southeast Asia is incredibly better than it was Mm. even five years ago. And listening to the stories that some of my friends tell and uh, my parents tell about traveling through there, gosh, it's just come on in leaps and bounds um all the scary stories that you hear they're probably somewhat valid but um it's it's phasing away and and changing and I Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be worried about going to, oh, to Southeast not. Asia at all. I um, mean, the last time we were there,
0: we were there for, what, three months? Yeah. And we were expecting to have the runs the whole time, and we were fine. No, we
1: weren't sick at all. No, not at all. Uh, one thing I would say, and this one got backed up by uh, by Craig Bidwa, the travel safety co-author, is eat food that's local. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are in India, for example, then it's a good chance to eat Indian. If you're there ordering the... Um, you know, the steak with chips and a Yorkshire pudding, that's not food that's prepared there often. Yeah, so, so it probably you, isn't you've prepared
0: got a well. High chance,
1: yeah, you've got a high chance of uh, having a problem. That's it's the right. same with my mum making coffee. You're unlikely to get sick, but you're going to get a terrible cup of coffee.
0: <laughs> Although that doesn't necessarily hold up for local spirits. I would avoid local spirits. <laughs> just, just don't do it. You know, I mean... Especially if it's been made in someone's backyard. I mean, we did drink the local spirits that time in, in Europe that these random people gave us on a train. It was very nice. But um, Southeast Asian local spirits, I'm going
1: with no. I mean, you're thinking about like your, your whiskey buckets and your, your Bacardi buckets of like white rum and things like that, you, you're going to find them and yeah, you're going to drink them. And unfortunately, every year um, there are reports of people dying from badly produced local spirits, yeah. and people getting very, very sick as well. So be be aware. If it doesn't taste right, then and stop don't, drinking it. Don't drink it. It probably only cost you two to five dollars anyway. So just move on, move bars, and uh, and keep yourself safe.
0: I mean, some drinks are going to be okay, but I would stick to to brands you know, like. Like, beer is pretty much going to be okay. But yeah, those spirits
1: <laughs> There's There's some, not some nasty hangovers based on those. Um, well, shall we move on from uh, talking about health and start looking at safety? Or do you have something else that, that comes to mind?
0: I suppose just the general stuff. If you're going away at all, make sure you take a good first aid kit. Make sure you have all the medic- medicine that you need. There has been reports of dodgy medicine being sold in Southeast Asia, so... If you're at all concerned about that, make sure that you have all of the medicine that you think you'll need for your trip.
1: Yeah, I guess you're always, whenever you talk about health and safety and travel, you're walking this fine line between balancing against all of the horror stories Mm -hmm. that you've heard and the reality of, what it's like to to travel. Yeah. You're always bouncing between these two things. So, take any advice that we give today with a, a grain of salt and yeah. use your own common sense and use your your gut feeling. Really, um, you normally have a pretty good idea if something isn't right. And, yeah, that's right. And, and trust that and go with it because mm-hmm. you're better safe than sorry.
0: Yeah, but make sure you do have a good first aid kit anyway, just like you would in any region with bandages and band-aids and antiseptic cream and all your medicine that you need and painkillers and antibiotics if you want to and just a, a good range of things because you need that everywhere.
1: Yeah, that's that's a pretty good first aid kit right there. In the news uh, today, as we record, or maybe it was yesterday, there was uh, another boat sunk off of Thailand with uh, a lot of people on board and really in serious trouble. I think no one died, but the report I saw said eight families from melbourne were uh were stuck in the water and mm. some of them are, are hospitalized
0: that would really ruin your trip it
1: sure would so that's something that you want to be careful of whenever you're getting on a boat um a, a while ago maybe last year sometime uh kate from adventurouskate.com had the same thing happen to her in indonesia so whenever you're jumping on a boat you want to make sure that you've got access to a life jacket that's Really basic, and preferably you want to be wearing clothes that you're comfortable swimming in. Mm-hmm. So I always think if if the worst did happen and I ended up in the water wearing what I'm wearing, am I going to sink or swim? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Will I be able to have freedom of movement? Um, if the answer to that is no, you want to get changed before you get on the boat.
0: Definitely. I mean, lightweight clothing just is definitely the way to go. You'll be hot anyway in Southeast Asia. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> you will.
1: You will. Um, so yeah, be, be careful of that and be aware. Uh, we're running safety updates and news stories like that at facebook.com slash travel safety. So if you want to stay up to date with obviously not everything because <laughs> uh, we don't have the staff for that. but also it
0: would be rather depressing.
1: Oh, yes. But there's uh, daily updates uh, at least once a day, normally twice daily with up to date. Travel safety news and, and stories there.
0: Yeah, I'm subscribed. It's quite interesting. You get these things saying, you know, unrest in Kenya or, you know, measles outbreak in New Zealand. and It's, it's kind of fascinating. It's a different take on the world news. <laughs> yeah,
1: it is indeed. Uh, well, thinking about news, um, terrorism is... I think, one of the media's biggest hobby horses and something quite ridiculous with the amount of coverage it gets. But there have been several high-profile terror attacks in Asia. Well, over the last several years, uh, hotel bombing in India comes to mind from last year. Um, almost, gosh, it would have been a long time ago now, but the Bali bombings where many expats mm. were, uh, were killed when bombs went off in central
0: Bali. But statistically, um, it's not going to happen. I mean, yeah. I was reading a cartoon yesterday, and uh, it was a cartoon of this woman. She was talking to a friend of hers, and she said, oh, I won't fly, you know, I'm. Um, there's too many terrorist attacks for me to, to fly. And then she's, you know, you pan back, and she's sitting in a car, and she's like, hang on, I'll text you the details, you know. And the the, the line at the bottom was something like, People need to learn more statistics. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds like something from, um, what, XNBC? No, no? XMBC. Okay. Saturday
0: morning breakfast cereal. Right. <laughs>
1: Smooth.
0: Because, well, yeah, I mean, statistically, you're much more likely to get into trouble in your own country, especially if you text while driving. I mean, that's just stupid. But <laughs> Thanks, Linda. <laughs> you don't, do you, darling?
1: No, of course not. Good. It's illegal here now. You get fined. Yeah. Horrible, horrible law.
0: Um, <laughs> sensible, sensible law.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, so terror threats are real, but it's so unlikely you're ever going to run into them. Um, and the same with riots and political unrest. Um, if, if it's happening, if there's a riot or a demonstration forming in your street. Stay away. Leave. S- stay in your hotel, maybe. Yeah. Um, if it's getting serious, as a lot of cities have during the um, the Arab Spring, the uprisings around the Middle East, Africa, um, evacuate. Yeah. Leave. Ch- change your plans. If, Definitely. If you think something that big is going to go down, then it's really time to, to go away. Um,
0: and your country will have um, information about destinations, about the, um, you know, the safety levels mm. of each country. So that's worth checking out before you go.
1: Yeah, um, most governments of the people that are listening to this podcast have really up-to-date um, bulletins. But when I say really up-to-date, I mean probably updated in the last week or two. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are highly politicized. Yeah, that's right. put a lot of pressure on a government by stopping tourism or even affect their credit rating. So... their uh, their interest rates skyrocket. So it might be worth checking the government um,
0: bulletins of two different countries. Yeah. Like if you check the United States one and the New Zealand one, you might get a slightly more balanced view.
1: Yeah, maybe. And if you are going somewhere that's a a hot zone at the moment, it's probably worth investing in a private security company to to look that up for you and give you a a real up-to-date report. Definitely. Well, onto more normal things. Um, border crossings, petty theft, scams. It's all the normal rubbish you've you run into all over the world.
0: That's right. But especially in Southeast Asia, I mean, we heard of all sorts of little scams that were running when we were there. And they were just stupid. I mean, do some research about what scams are current. I mean, on the Indie Travel Podcast community is somewhere where you can find out about that. People are always talking about scams and what they've come across or what they've heard. Or do Google searches. Just have a look around and see what you can find. Because when we've run into scams, it was always because we didn't know the scam yeah. beforehand. And like when we were in Romania, we ran into a scam. It was awful. Someone managed to trick us out of a whole bunch of money. But the funny thing was, on the hotel, hostel website, they'd actually warned us about a whole bunch of scams. And so we'd been very careful not to get caught up in those ones. And they hadn't mentioned this particular one. So we arrived and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's going as well. Like, put it on your website! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was quite sad.
1: Yeah, you can save yourself a lot of grief by looking up things on travel forums, by asking questions of people that have travelled in the area recently, and uh, just figure out what's happening with your border crossings. Mm-hmm. The one from Bangkok out to Angkor Wat, is a to Siem Reap, um, is a... Typical one. Mm -hmm. There's quite a few problems going that way, but next to none going the other way. It's quite strange, Um, isn't it? Yeah. And then there's borders where uh, you have to pay a a little extra to receive your passport back, as we found when crossing uh, from Laos back into Thailand. Still bitter about that. Um, Fair enough, fair enough. But uh, you can save yourself a lot of grief by reading up ahead of time I think that's the best advice is talk to other travelers who have done the route recently and if you can't do that in person do that on travel forums um, and and travel websites
0: definitely and um, to avoid petty theft well keep your belongings in zip pockets Uh, do up your bags like with padlocks when you're traveling and keep it close to your body one of the most common petty theft tricks at the moment is that someone will go past on a motorbike or a scooter and grab any loose hanging handbags. So make sure you don't have any loose straps for people to grab.
1: Yeah, it's best to, uh, to actually have a backpack instead of a handbag or like a messenger bag style. Mm. Um, they're a lot more difficult to get off you. And so they don't um, show you up as a target for this kind of snatch and grab stuff.
0: We always found it useful to have a, a stomach pouch. I, it's not for everyone, but whenever I felt... Like a money belt. A money me. belt, yeah. Whenever I felt a little bit insecure about where I was going, I'd wear one of those. And I always kept it very, very secret. So I'd wear trousers with a like a singlet over the top, which was tucked in over the top of the money pouch, so I couldn't get to it. And my belt went over the top of that, so it kind of masked the shape of it. And then, you know, another t-shirt over the top. Um, so that can be a good way to keep your belongings really safe. Just make sure you don't go into it. Don't let anyone know that you're wearing a money belt because that negates the whole purpose of it.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, if you do need to get into it, um, going into a bathroom or something like that, so it's a, a private room, yeah. um, is the place to do it.
0: Definitely. You
1: know, I think after talking about Asia and talking about some of the uh, the problems we've run into and, and some of the, the safety and health issues, I really want to say that, you know, it's it's not that dangerous. It it's isn't. It's a really cool place to travel. And um,
0: We're going to gosh, be there soon. it's
1: it's so much fun. Yeah, I'm so looking forward to it. We're going to be back in Malaysia.
0: Just for a few really days. Really soon. Just three for, or four yeah, days. Yeah,
1: three or four days. I want to get out of the city. That'll be fun. We'll have to try and try and figure out a, a two-day trip or something. We
0: could do a crazy route down to Singapore 13 hours on the train oh my goodness you've never been
1: yeah I know but that would be like a couple of hours on a plane down to Christchurch a couple of days then this 12-hour flight up and then on a train and then back again and then on a plane to London then on a plane to Spain think about it uh, oh well oh, think about <laughs> it <laughs> think we might leave Singapore for another year <laughs> um but yeah it is a fantastic place to travel and you really should uh, check out IndieTravelPodcast.com slash Asia for uh, all of our write-ups on lots of places and uh, hopefully more and more as this year goes on. Well,
0: if you have any questions about what we've talked about today or if you have any questions about anything to do with travel or if you'd just like to meet some other travellers, come to IndieTravelPodcast.com slash forums, get your free community account and join in the conversation.
1: You can help the indie travel podcast stay travelling by booking through us so visit indietravelpodcast dot com slash flights slash hostels slash tours and slash insurance when booking your travel online. There's travel deals updating every day at indietravelpodcast dot com slash deals.
0: And we've also got that cool library of books at indietravelpodcast dot com slash books including the brand new very exciting travel safety.
1: That's right, and you can win a copy this week if you're listening in the same week that we are recording. So, uh, yeah, head to IndieTravelPodcast.com and you'll see the ads for that.
0: And for some non-monetary ways of helping us out, tell your friends about the Indie Travel Podcast, invite them to our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Indie Travel, or leave a five-star review for us on iTunes. Well, I think that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.